0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: They could break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard for Chelsea. It's Carvalho to his right. Lampard for the title. Lampard! It's 2-0! It's Chelsea's championship. And 50 years of waiting have come to an end.
0: Lampard. Comes out to Essien! Yeah! Oh my
1: goodness Strict it, it's counter it. attack
0: Didier did And now it's it in the middle stretch. it, Strict it Stretch it, Stretch it Stretch it on it, And Didier Drogba yeah. has oh. in the centre McCoy just came to the bat And then it's all the world it, Well, possibly bleak as this.
1: Hello, my name is Meeds, and welcome to Chezzy Hour. I'm joined by two very, very special guests. You know, Babs, the infamous Babs. What are you saying, bro?
2: I'm good, man. I'm good, man. It's, it's good to have you back
1: hosting again, bro. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I've been so, so busy. So busy, but... I'm back now. I'm back for the foreseeable. So
2: love to see him, and I'm sure the listeners will appreciate. It.
1: I'll, I'll be back for a little while. Um, Shems, how you doing, Broski? I'm good, brother. Can't complain. How are you? Yeah, I'm not bad, man. It's like it's bad. I have not I've not been on a pod since like we've even signed the Kaku. Saul had a flood yeah. of outgoings. All my youngies gone. So it's been a bit of a mad one. You know what I mean? Obviously, you lot know my feelings in the group chat. Okay, I've been complaining and talking shit in the group chat. But on the pods, I don't think my my the way I've been voicing my my discontent for certain things hasn't really come across, but um there's a lot to get through, considering you know we've been on the international break and it's been pretty disgusting you know without Premier League football, everything else is a bit buzzed. I can't lie to you like me i get uh, I get very very disappointed when I watch international football the standards is ain't there standards ain't there for me, so but yeah. Talking about international football, a lot of our boys played midweek um, and on the weekend. Um, quite a few good goal scorers. Um, so Timo Werner had an interest in a mixed bag, I'd say, on international duty, um, scoring three goals and got one assist. Um, our boy, Brozia, Babs, you warned quite a few people about this kid. I, I want you to kind of give, a, give us an update on your Brozia stocks, because... They seem to be bubbling, my my guy.
2: Man, they're, they're looking very healthy right now. Man. They're looking very, very healthy. And I know you as well. You've got some as well. And
1: I, hey, I invested man. quite early. I invested quite early. I can't lie. I'm, you I'm did. smiling from
2: to you did. <laughs> you did. You definitely did. And yeah, man, it was good to see this um, international break. You know, he, he, didn't, he didn't actually... I don't think he started any of the games, but he got two goals and two assists. And... What can I say, man? The guy's a goal scorer. So it, this is actually going to be very important, in my opinion, in terms of like confidence going back into the um into, into Southampton, because I know he hasn't actually started any games in the league, but he did start, obviously, the cup game. So hopefully it gives something for Hassan Hootos to actually think about and say, you know what, this guy's ready now. Maybe he can come in. I think it may be a bit um, difficult because obviously he's going up against um, Armstrong, who just had a good season in the Championship, and he started off pretty decent as well this season the Prem. But... I do think, you know, our, our boy Broha, he has the ability to come in and, and play. You know, our, our other guy, you know, Tino's there as well. So hopefully we can see a, a little common link up up there. Yeah,
1: we're hoping. Shams, what have you made of Armando Broja this international tournament? Have you caught any of his goals?
0: Yeah, yeah, I caught one of them. I think it was near post, uh, where he licked it. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, you know?
1: He's yeah, yeah. He, you know that that clip of... um. Erling Haaland, where he connects with a volley and it just But, oh,
0: mate.
1: Mate. <laughs> mate, I'm telling you, Roja claps the ball hard, bro, hard, yeah, 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 um,
0: yeah, he looks, he looks, I, I haven't watched him a lot, I can't lie to you, um, so I don't have as much stocks as you guys, but um, he, he looks promising, um, he looks like he shoots on site, which is always a good sign on for Shriker. Um, but yeah, it's promising for the kid. Um, all he can do now, it's good. That, it's good to see him playing for the national team. Um, I, I can, I could probably assume he's one of their main guys. Um, can't imagine Albania have too many more. Um, names like him <laughs> no <laughs> but, um... surprisingly
1: surprisingly he actually isn't um starting oh, in games no no oh, okay any games. but when he comes on he's impressive massively. yeah
0: yeah yeah fair enough fair enough yeah just just hopefully that translates into um some minutes for Southampton because um obviously I know their new striker Adam Armstrong he started quite well I've been quite impressed with him um so I'm hoping um despite that he can he can get some Premier League minutes because he, he does look like he does he looks quite promising And um, obviously, the more minutes he gets, the better for us. So, yeah, man, looking looking promising.
1: Looking good. Obviously, Lukaku scored uh, in midweek as well. Um, Yeah, I I want to talk about Timo Werner, actually, because he played a game yesterday against Iceland and uh, uh, he had Timo Werner moments, basically. Um, What do you really do with this guy? Because I I think you get to a point where... you. Obviously, there are a lot of people saying, Oh, his confidence is gone. I was probably one of them as well saying his confidence is gone. You know, this isn't the team of Werner that was I saw at Leipzig. But when do you get to a point where you stop questioning confidence and start looking at quality? Babs, I kind of want to come to you because I know you don't like Werner like that. So, <laughs> what a kind
2: of <laughs> yeah, man. Like, you, you, what you were just saying was music in my ears. Like, at, at this point, I, I've been over him. You know, I see the value he brings to the team, especially stretching the fences, but. My thing is this, right? If if yes, yes, he has this, yes he has this impact. But if he can get a player that can do the exact same thing, whilst well, also impacting the team in terms of goals and other sorts of contributions, you're winning. You know, you don't want to have it whereby you've got like a half player on the field, and he does look a bit short for confidence. I, only thing I can hope for was that um this qualifying round of um international games is giving him a bit of confidence in terms of getting some goals. You know, I, I saw last night, was it last night? Kai did him a solid, you know, he let the ball go in for him to, to get his goal, so hopefully um, going into the game against Villa, he can maybe do something, because I do know Lukaku seems to have a bit of a knock
1: yeah. from, what,
2: from what's been, from what's been reported, but yeah, you know, there's also been reports of um, Bayern being interested with Nagelsmann, but then again, we know how Bayern scouts are, you know, they've already said no to him once, so mm. are they going to be open to changing their mind based on... Um, what Nagelsmann wants, or are they going to stand firm in their choices? Because you, we we all know that Bayern, they're all they're very very good when it comes to their recruitment, and they rarely do tend to miss. So, if they are to change their mind, hey, look, come come and take it in. Really. Just give us, just give us the money that we spend. Give and us I'm a, good. Calm
1: 16, a calm sixty. A calm
2: I, sixty. I I can forget about this guy. And I can't Give him a calm sixty.
1: He's one of Champions League. He dip up back in Germany. He's good. He's good. He's good. He can have that gems. I know you. You don't like the team of team right now. I, I know, like I, it's a struggle when you talk about Timo. Um, but I, I need some words of encouragement here, encouragement here because it it it's getting too much for me. Like I, I know we scored in the end, and obviously Kai gave him that charity goal. But come on, talk talk to me, Shams
0: in terms of encouragement, it's so, so hard. It's really, really hard because I can't lie to you, it's really, really hard, especially especially if you're somebody that watched um, him at Leipzig. Um, I don't know, some people will say it, uh, how, the, the amount of games we watched might not have been enough to kind of maybe skew our judgment a little bit, but there was no doubt that there, there, he was a goal scorer and if you watched his goals that he scored at Leipzig, they were just so emphatic and so good and, and they were just of a player that oozed so much confidence and Confidence is a big part, yes. But at this point, from what I've seen of him in the Premier League, I think I'm, I'm really, really past the confidence um, argument. And it's just like, ah, it's, the quality just isn't there. Um, in terms of encouragement, I think it's good that, say what you want, it's good that he went away to Germany and scored a few. Um, because um, no matter the type of goal you score, um, it always helps um, mentally just a little bit, just to know that, OK, you know, you've you, you got a couple, you still got a little bit. Um, you still got something there, um, but obviously the miss as well that kind of put a, a, a damper on things. Yeah. So it's almost like it's always it's almost like two steps forward and one step back with him. Yeah. But um, it's like yeah,
1: it's like with, with the with the goals as well. They weren't great goals. Um, I think yeah, had one nice one yeah, under the keeper, which was decent. But um, generally, I just it's, it's that miss. That miss. It's almost almost like you have to accept. Yeah. You have to accept what Werner is, and he may score you some, the odd goal. He might, but he's gonna miss a lot of chances, and you have to accept it. You have yeah. to almost like you have to just firm it and like, yeah, he's gonna miss bare chances. And bare. sorry
0: on the miss, yeah, this seems uh, like a it seems like a common theme because it's a theme, um, so yeah, yeah, so, like four or, five, yeah, of yeah. So, four or so five
1: of them happens.
0: Yeah, it seems like, um, so when the ball gets played across here, it seems like he he doesn't break his stride to no. strike the ball. No. So I can remember the, there's one against Wren when Callum put it on, on a plate for him and he um, put it over the bar. Um, so obviously yesterday's one, The Champions League final against City, yeah. where where he miskicked it again. Like, it seems like he struggles with the timing. When you know, the ball I, gets pushed across that pace, the timing, he struggles with it. I don't know why. It's like, exactly it's, it's that. Poor.
1: Timing, I think he's so rushed. I, I yeah. don't... I don't get why he... Do you know what's funny? Like, Timo Werner, when he first came, yeah, I think his first goal against Tottenham, the ball came, got fizzed into him by Aspi. He took a touch and took his time to let off the shot. I feel like he's just rushing everything now. And, like, when you're not, when you're not focused and you, you, you lack confidence and you lack assurance on what you're doing... You're gonna miscontrol things, so he's gonna miscontrol those strikes, and he just always gets over the top of it, and it always flies over. I don't understand, But it, it, yeah. it's 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 come it's becoming far too common for it to be a uh, oh, yeah, it's, just a, it's the one off. It's, it's it's too common. It's not. Yeah, no, those those misses are becoming like symptomatic of just Team Havana. That's just what he is. You know what I'm saying? Yep, it's, just a, it's just an utter mess. Utter utter mess. But uh, I could only hope, obviously with obviously like Bab says, there's rumours of Lukaku, um, who hadn't again imperious international break, as he always does for Belgium, Germans, it seems. Um he he had a little knock, apparently. We're hoping that it's just, you know, a little bit of games, gamesmanship, where he just wanted to get out of the final game, which he eventually got a yellow card for, so he got suspended anyway. Um so I'm hoping the knock isn't too severe. Um and he could be in contention for for Saturday. Now, in terms of knocks, obviously, we know that Angolo Kante was, um, got, came off injured against Liverpool. Um, did he, I don't think he played. He was with the squad, wasn't he? He was with the French squad. I, I think he might have played one game. Um, but the other two games he did not play, thankfully. Because the chances... I, I don't know what's wrong with the guy. Like He has some insidious I-wanna-fuck-Chelsea-over tap shit. Because... He's always playing Golo Kanté even when he's injured but I, I, it kills me but um speaking of other injuries Christian Pulisic unfortunately got a, a an ankle injury um yesterday we don't know how severe it is but Pulisic's injury record is looking quite troublesome you know um Like, big up Alexis for this stat, but he's been injured for 37% of the days that he's been at Chelsea. He's been at Chelsea for um, 801 days, but he's been injured for 295 of those days. That's quite significant. Um, Babs, what do you do with Pulisic now? Um, Because obviously he's been fighting against uh, the injury-prone allegations um, for quite some time now, um, but they just keep coming back to, they just keep coming back, man.
2: Yeah, man, he's fine the allegation, but he looks like he's going straight to Rikers, man. Like, it's not not looking too good, man. It's not looking too good. And it's quite worrying because a lot of these were issues that we saw at Dortmund in terms of the injuries and the the fitness. And we've hoped that, and with him becoming a bit more um, physically built, you know, in the Premier League, you know, obviously putting a bit of size, you thought he'd he'd become a bit more robust, but we haven't exactly seen that. In between that, he hasn't actually been able to get a consistent run of games to actually show us what he can do. So it's kind of like a, A concoction of just absolute and utter disaster, and I struggle to see what we're going to do with him now in terms of like playing, because you don't want to rely on a player that can't stay fit um, throughout games. Because I know it's like it's quite an American thing, but what what tends to be said in like the NBA situation, availability is one of the best abilities. You know, like the ability to stay fit and gain a consistent run of games so that your team can actually rely on you is very, very important. And if you can't rely on Pulisic it kind of becomes a question of what do you want to do with him? Because you can't exactly have an asset like that, you know, simply being um, a rotational like squad piece. I know just that, but I don't think he's the kind of player that wants to even be, you know, like a, a squad player. So it's kind of like a weird limbo of by the end of the season, I will not be surprised if he's sold because I don't think put, um, two equal seasons as a starter. Personally, I would have sold, I would have bought him in the first place. You know, he, he wasn't, he wasn't anywhere near my ideal wingers, but he, he did show a bit of promise in the lockdown, but we not exactly been able to see this um, form be replicated, you know, um, consistently? Not just because of um, performances, but obviously injuries. So it's kind of worrying, you know. Like, who, who, do, what kind of club do we think going to come in for him at this point in, in time? You know, is he a depreciating asset at this point? You know, will he even turn it around? Who knows? But for me personally, I, I would be looking to moving on by the end of the season because I, I don't think he's a player that I'm that I think is worth waiting for. You know, to see if, whether he comes good or not.
1: Yeah,
0: Shams, what, what are your thoughts on Pulisic? Yeah, um, he, he he can't be relied on. It's just that it's just that simple. Um, he, no matter how much he fights the allegations, we, we he's injury pro. Like, there's just no denying it. There is really just <laughs> no, there's just no denying it. And um, not only that, but obviously his inconsistencies in terms of performances on the pitch um, hasn't shown. Like as Bab said, since lockdown hasn't shown us much. It's not. It's not worth banking on him. And the fact that he is um, quite high up in the pecking order, I think he's probably like probably second after Ziek. Maybe maybe Ziek is next, and then him. The fact that he's so high up in the pecking order, like it's just it's it's it's, it's quite sickening to be honest. Because you know you have got Callum there who has shown more than him on the pitch, who's way more reliable in terms of injuries, who doesn't get looking. But um, that's not that's not a here or there. But yeah, like Pulisic, I, I just don't think you can rely on him um in terms of whether we'll get so I don't know if we'll get sold to be honest in the summer because um I feel like the club are I feel like the club like from a hierarchical point of view are quite eager to see him succeed and that's probably why um the managers that have had him have played him so much um so that's just my I
1: think view. That's a bit unfair, Sherry. I think that's a bit of. I, I mean, I I hear you. I feel yeah. like that's something that's obviously been labelled against Pulisic because of his marketability and his commercial value. Like, I, and obviously now he's with Puma, Puli Puma, whatever. I feel like there's a there's definitely a commercial desire to want him um, to do well, but I don't know if that's really something that's been. I guess excessively pushed onto management to play him. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I know. I know it's a little bit cynical. Yeah,
0: don't don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not even trying to be sick. Don't get me wrong. I'm not even trying to be sick. Yeah. But because he has shown obviously on the lampard, he showed he like at one point he definitely deserved to play in terms of like he was showing his ability and stuff like that. But there's just points whereby he just wasn't doing much and he was still getting such a look in. And I just I just couldn't understand it. But yeah, um, I think he's got ability. I, I still think he's a useful squad player in terms of, because in terms of his attributes, I think he, he offers good, like he has good attributes to offer in terms of his dribbling and whatnot. Um, but yeah, he just can't be counted on. That's just the truth. Like, And if you can't count on someone Dead. It's just you're just not you're not too much used to the squad.
1: Yeah, just, I I feel oh. like with Pulisic, my 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 stance on him is I, I agree, I wasn't really a big fan of the sun in the first place, but I was willing to kind of give it the opportunity to really show me what he can do. Um and it's not I wouldn't say it's been a failure because I Pulisic has had some good moments um and had some good performances and individual individual moments. Um but I'd say that it's it's a signing that's kind of a bit in limbo, really, um, because what you get, you, you bought him for 60 million pounds on the last year of his deal, which again a lot of people kind of ignore, where he's on 160k a week. Um, so there's a lot of money involved um, in terms of what you're getting from the pitch. Pulisic is still young, so obviously there's going to be some inconsistencies. What he's only 22, turning 23 soon, so there's going to be some inconsistencies with his performances, particularly when as an injured player or a player that's often injured, you're not going to get some real rhythm. Um, so I understand that. I recognise that. But when you are playing consistently and you're getting a consistent run, I feel like you need to do a lot more on the pitch um, in terms of just your output, not just necessarily... Because Pulisic, for me, he isn't this type of player where, say, for example, you want Eden Hazard, a David Silva, who may not actually get massive assists, but they play make. They're dribbling and the way that they're trying to move and uh, create penetrative passes, trying to be direct and force the issue. um, I don't think Pudis necessarily does that. Um, So for your goals and assists to be so low, um, something really needs to give for me. So if you're going to have low goals and assists, I don't really mind if you're doing the playmaking stuff. But if you're not doing that, then your value in terms of your starting role needs to be questioned. And I say it all the time. For me, I need my, my attackers um, to really be hitting the numbers. If they're, not, if they're, if they're like goal scorers, especially because Pulisic for me is a goal-scoring winger. You know, I, I don't see him as you know, like a traditional winger. I don't see him as one that's going to be creating, getting 20 assists a season. I don't, I don't see that in Pudisic. I see Pulisic as a, a very uh, one-track-minded guy who likes to score goals, wants to score goals gets in at the back post, gets in that back, back stick, he will try and force the goal. That's what he's on. You know what I mean? And I, I don't think it's a problem. I like those kind of attackers. But you need to put up the numbers, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> you just need to put up the numbers. Um, yeah. There's no For me, there's no two ways about it. I, I just need your, you to put them numbers up on the board. And Pudisic knows that. And I think that's why, generally, in certain cases, he he might have he might be accused of being a bit greedy, Um because he knows he needs to put up the numbers to get starting in these things, because he knows that Tuchel doesn't really see him as a starter. Um, so in terms of whether I sell him or not, I don't think I would. I think Pulisic would possibly be a very useful squad player. Um, but again, having a £60 million, 150, 160K a week player as a squad player, is that really efficient? Probably not. But I think now he's here... I think he could do a, a, a decent job as a squad player. To be perfectly honest, I don't think it's, um, he, he's. Um, I don't think he's a type of player that could strike fear into you if he's starting consistently. Um, obviously, maybe when he's in top form, but that's few and far between with Pulisic. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But I don't know if I. I don't know if I'd um, sell him. To be honest, I think he's still got quite a bit to offer. And yeah. Yeah, I, think, I think he's. A good, I don't think he's a terrible player. I think he's a good player. I think he's a good player. Um. And he could obviously still grow and develop a lot more. So I'm willing to kind of give it time. Obviously, his, his contract at the end of the season, it's only two years left. So it gets kind of sticky after that. When you're in the two-year territory, it get, kind of gets quite messy. So um, we'll just have to wait and see with that. And obviously, with his injury issues, it's, um yeah, you, you can't rely on a player. You can't build a team around a player like that who, one, is injured quite often, two, isn't really putting the numbers on the board to really be built around, um, and 3 isn't isn't really a guaranteed and certified starter. So it's a, it's a bit of a mess, really. But I, again, as a squad player, I think he definitely has value. So it's not something for me. I don't think we really need to sell him, to be perfectly honest. But
0: yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I, I don't think I don't think we need to sell him. But uh, but yeah, you hit the no one head in terms of like if you're not hitting the numbers, then you need to be like playmaker, whatever, and your overall gameplay needs to be needs to be top. And I think for for like a while now, I think the, the game he started Crystal Palace, the game the season, um, where his ball retention just wasn't there. It's those little things that really frustrate me. And it's like if you're a start, if you're a consistent starter, then I need to know kind of what you're bringing. And it's like every time I watch him recently, like he's he's his ball retention isn't there. Things break down when he gets the ball because he's kind of sloppy in possession. It's just like ah, do you know what I mean? But yeah, I I, I agree with everything you said. I, th- I think he's I know what I said before sounded quite high, but I do think he's a good player, and um. Yeah, he he can stick around, he can stick around, but I just don't see, I don't see him being like a a starter um, like I did on the land
1: Yeah, well, we're we're talking about starters and first team players and, you know, reserve players. Obviously, the Premier League squad has now been confirmed. Um, We've had some very surprising names included there. Obviously, Ross Barkley still knocking about. Lewis Baker, former Chelsea Academy youth prodigy. Um, He's been included in the squad. Um, Bizarrely, but you Know, I think he kind of obviously he probably won't be playing often, but I think with him included in the Premier League squad, I think that means he will also be included in the Carabao Cup squads too and FA Cup. So you never know, he might get the odd game here and there. Um, when you're lining up for big games throughout the um, well, throughout our congested fixer um, list this season. Um, how, how are you guys feeling with the squad? You know, because I feel like We've had only two incomings, really. And I'm obviously a goalkeeper as well. Um, but How are you guys feeling about the squad? Because for me, I was quite content if we didn't get anyone, really. But how are you guys feeling about the squad? Oh, Babs. Um,
2: you know what, right? I'll be honest. You know, I I see a lot of people, you know, say the whole thing about you know we've got a deep squad. You know, it's it's good. This is that. And not that I disagree, but I, I, I just think there is a bit of a drop-off, you know, in other in that areas. Like in, in defense, for instance, I, I'm confident on the defense, you know, we've got we do got Rudigo, you've got Christensen, you've got Aspie, you know, you've got Tiago, you've still got Reese as well. We could play in the center back positions, even Trev. Like I'm confident there, but my main worry before the transfer end was um that fourth midfielder role, you know. Not even just a third, fourth for me, but the third because, in case of like stuff like injuries, you know, whether, whether it be to canty or Jorginho, you know, who've picked up a couple over the last couple over the last couple of months and, and the last season. So that is my main issue. And with Sawa coming in, I was quite happy to see to see um, him him coming. You know, just because he was on loan, so there's not really an obligation there for us to actually have to buy him. With having mod, but I can't lie, the, the way he's been talking and, and dropping his compilation, it doesn't look like he wants to go back home. So it, we, we may just be seeing him permanently. Um, but other than that, you know, it's when I look at the attack, that's when like my my worry starts to come in. Because if we look at our creativity, you know, I trust ZH and I trust Cho, but it doesn't seem like one of them tends to start enough. So if ZH isn't playing, you know, where's our creativity gonna come from in terms of like from from the main attacker? And not just that, but when, when like it's not Kai playing, who is gonna step in for him? So, obviously, you know, having Pulisic there is gonna be it's gonna be a bit interesting because whether he does come to be um, consistent, who knows? But yeah, yeah, the, like
1: the, the Saul prop has been very, very heavy, bro. Yeah, heavy. man, like he doesn't
2: want to go back home.
1: Like, look, I'm looking at, I'm looking at Lukaku's prop, then I'm looking at Saul's prop. I'm thinking, rah, like looks to who? You know, that's not to say that the, the Lukaku prop was peak. Don't get into it. Lukaku's propaganda was absolutely peak. They'll pull on the heartstrings, posting this video from when he was 16. they doing a whole interview on that. But the Al Saul one for a loan move is a bit crazy for me. I don't think he's seen nothing like this before, I man. Think, I ain't ever seen nothing like that before. For a loan signing, I think this is the permanent. I think this is a done deal. Like, man, don't need to kick a ball. I think he's signing permanently still. I, I can't lie. I can, I've never seen this before. For a loan signing? Wow. Wow. Shems, what are your thoughts on, um, obviously, our squad? The squad composition, um, obviously, the attack is a bit, ugh, you know, obviously, we've still got Timo in there, Kai Havertz, Christian Pulisic, Mason Mount, Hakim Ziyech, I would say Cho, but I don't think he's really considered as one of the attackers, although P- Tuchel has mentioned that that's where he wants to play. Um, what are your thoughts on the squad? Because I, f- I definitely feel like our midfield and defence are quite certified right now, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I think, um, B- Babs, 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 um, touched on the defense perfectly. Um, I think securing Sal was, um, was the per was 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 really the perfect kind of, um, um, option to come in to to be that fourth midfielder. Um, I think, um, I've in terms of what I've seen of him from Athletico, when Athletico were at their peak, he was he he was really he was quite good for them. Um, so I think having him as a backup option is not is not at all bad. But yeah, as you said, the attack is just messy. It's really just messy. Um, there's just a clunk of players, like so many bodies um, in the attack. But overall, looking at the squad synoptically, um, I'm, I'm happy because there's depth, um, there's quality in every position, um, despite obviously the attack being messy in terms of who plays and in terms of um, obviously the creativity when... Um, when Ziek is not there, um, which is something to has to kind of work around and kind of get us find a way to kind of solve um, in terms of who's going to play those passes. Um, other than that, if, if if I'm just talking about the squad in terms of depth, in terms of quality, I'm happy personally because I think I'm not I'm not worried about if someone gets injured, who's coming in from. It. I think the, the back, all the backups we have are of good enough quality to do the job in terms yeah. of what in terms of our objective, which is going for the title. Yeah. Um, if we if, if we get injury suspensions, I'm pretty confident in, in the replacement.
1: Yeah, I, I fully hear you and I feel like this is probably the first time in quite a couple of seasons where I've been content with the squad in its uh, entirety. Like, I look at our defence, obviously obviously when, well, goalkeeper there's always going to be a drop-off in the quality of your backup. Uh, Mendy for me, European Goalkeeper of the Year superb, I think he's an elite goalkeeper but um, Obviously, there's going to be a drop-off to Kepa. Kepa's obviously had some good moments and he's brimming with confidence. So, a confident Kepa is probably going to be significantly better than a Kepa that is like devoid of confidence, has no trust from the manager. Um, so, again, goalkeeper, you can kind of get away with Kepa in a couple of games. And because Chelsea generally defend extremely well, where we don't let shots come to our goalkeeper, I'm quietly confident with a Kepa in goal um, in certain games. you know what I mean? So, Again, that drop-off is there, but it's not worrying to me. Defence, like you rightfully put both of you, defence is probably our strongest point. We've got incredible defenders there. We've got Rudiger, Christensen, Thiago Silva, Asper De Quetta, Reese James, Trevor Shaloba, all there. You know what I mean? Like, we've got depth in that area of quality where whilst we missed out on Koundé, who would have been a good signing, uh, I'm not too sad. To be perfectly honest, I think that's the signing that could be revisited. Everyone, all the noise coming out from Sevilla, where he's bitterly disappointed, and that's the only move that he wanted. So, people talk about the threat of Real Madrid. Well, it, it sounds like he wants to play for Chelsea. Um, so, I'm not really too con- concerned. Obviously, Rudiger's contract situation is a bit hazy right now. Um, so, yeah, that one could be revisited. So, defense, I'm calm. Obviously, with the Saul signing, I personally. I'm okay with the signing. I didn't feel like it was absolutely necessary to get the fourth midfielder because I feel like we have enough in our squad to utilize. Um, well, we had enough um, to to kind of cover that fourth midfielder role because generally in a fourth midfielder um, slot, how many games realistically are you going to start a season? Six, seven in the league, maybe max. You know what I mean? So you don't need to really buy anyone. So the loan signing for me was perfect because you're not committing to spend 60, 50 to 60 million pounds on a squad player that's just going to rot on the bench or yet yeah, just not play and take up a the, the, the spot of a potential um, academy graduate. We're, obviously, we've got Billy Gilmore, who's currently at Norwich. Um, we've got, um, obviously, Gallagher, that's at Crystal Palace. He's a player that can come back in next season. And obviously, if Sahul doesn't um, lit the world up, he'll go back on his way to uh, atletico we may even buy another midfielder um considering the contract situation with georginio etc um so it gives us more flexibility and we're not committed to something um so this loan for me is pretty perfect and for a player of saul's credentials and obviously his ability and what he's shown in spain in the champions league you can't really complain too much about the midfield at all um Obviously, you've got the supplementary players like Loftus Cheek, um, Barkley's still there as well, um, and Lewis Baker, who's going to be probably slot- slotting in in the whatever ranking that is. Um, you can't really complain about the midfield. The midfield's strong. Um, in the attack, again, like Shem says, I agree, it is quite messy um, because, again, you've got so many players that want to play. Um, pff, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit of a mess, really. Kakim Zietz arguably been our best player in pre season. Um, and obviously that injury in the Super Cup kind of curtailed his start to the Premier League season, but he really should be chomping at the bit for a start who falls to the bench from there don't really know, Kai Havertz has started the season off really well, Romelu Lukaku you're assuming that he's going to be starting pretty much all of the games, so it's a bit, I, I don't say, I wouldn't say it's complete. a complete and utter mess because there's a lot of players that are, their, player, their position isn't safe, now obviously Mason Mount Starts a lot of the games under Tuchel. We start a lot of the games under Tuchel. Um, creativity is a big problem for Chelsea. I think we struggled quite a bit against Crystal Palace, um, against Liverpool. We had a number of chances to open up teams, and the final pass just didn't come, or the wrong decision was made. Um, but look, I think there's a lot of players there that can make an impact. There's a lot of players that can change things for us. So if things aren't quite going right, then those changes could be made, and maybe some people can force their way in as a result of um, these things. Because I feel like now, Tuchel has, I feel like that Champions League win has not only given him um, more freedom to kind of experiment, but it's also given him more, um, because I feel like last season, a lot of it was like needs must. Certain, certain games, we thought like, okay, yeah, certain people have to play. Um, whereas now I feel like he might be able to chop things about a bit more because he's now had a full preseason. He knows, what his players, he knows his players a bit more now. Um, so I think like he can instill a bit of trust into other players. You never you never, never, really know. I like 2-4 in the way he, he kind of handles things. But um, we just have to wait and see. So I'm, I'm quite happy with the squad. Um, I really can't complain too much about it. So, yeah, I don't really know what else to say about the squad, really. Um, I don't really think we lack. Obviously, we, it would have been great to sign Haaland, but I don't personally don't think that that was a really good fit from a mentality type of um, view, and how he really fits in with the squad. You know what I mean? So, yeah, the, yeah, the squad's quite good, man. And I think like the squad's really, for the season, I, it kind of leads on to the next part of the pod, I guess, in terms of your expectations for the season. Because people talk about Chelsea, you know, having to be title contenders because we won the Champions League, et cetera. Um, but people are trying to run away from the grind. I feel like, like Man City fans, Man United fans running from the grind. Oh, yeah, we're not title contenders. But... I want to hear it from you guys. Babs, Shems, I want to hear where you stand on where you think Chelsea should be, should be, should Chelsea be challenging for the start of the season?
2: Must be challenging. Must be. We must be. We, we spent we spent the money. We we've added quality in, in the areas that we needed to. You know, we we've come off the end of a, of a strong season, a strong second after the season. We've got a manager that's a, that's instilled a strong base. You know, now it's just about building that consistency within the league. Because obviously, you know, the tournament football and was are two very different things. But if Tuchel um, is able to build that consistency within the league, there's no reason why we shouldn't be challenging for the league and if not going on to win it. Like, you know, Liverpool, obviously, they're, they're a lot um, weaker than they were uh, two, year, two years ago. You know, the squad's age, you know, City, they didn't get the striker they wanted. You know, United, they're still making excuses. You know, they've got Oli, you know, they're missing this fantasy DM they've, they've made up in their heads. So hey, I mean, for, for me personally, I think there's no excuse for us but not to go and win the league. You know, I, I think we 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 really should be there, and if we're not there, it would be a massive disappointment in my eyes. Anyway.
1: I agree. I, I I definitely agree, Shams. What what are your thoughts on obviously our, our not only our potential to win the league, but where do you think do you think we should be challenging for the league? This
0: yeah, yeah. I'm not running from the grand. I think anything other than a top two finish is is very disappointing, and. For me, a, a kind of a failure for this season because just given the manager that we have, um, the the squad that we have, um, and I think for me, the Liverpool, my take coming away from the Liverpool game, my take from that game is that we are a good team. Like, I, I don't think it can, I can't even, like, I can't, Bundah Humble team, like, we are actually a good team well, in terms of say, the way we're drilled.
1: Humble, Do you
0: know what I mean? Like, oh. Bundah Humble team, like, we are actually a, a good team, the way we're coached, the way we're drilled in terms of um the way we we go through big games um we're a good team we're a difficult outfit to beat do you understand what i'm saying um and i feel like for us to not challenge to not at least be there or thereabouts to not be within at least if we don't win it to not to not be within at least three four points of the top for me that would be very very disappointing um i think it's not a given because simply because obviously united have ronaldo and ronaldo's ronaldo and their attack um their attack is firing. Like we can't, we can't deny the inevitability in their team. And even though City didn't get the striker that they want, um, their squad is like you know what I mean. Their squad is just crazy. Um, but I would still be, having said that, I would still be very disappointed if both of them finish on top of us. I, I, not to not disrespecting Liverpool because um, I didn't mention them, but um, I'll just be disappointed if two teams finish above us. Um, period. Because I think uh, we've got the manager, we've got the tools to go on and do um, to go on and win it this season. So if we, that should be the aim. Um, I think we can do it. Um, but yeah, nothing's really a given.
1: Yeah. I, I feel like I, I completely agree with both of you. Um, because me for I'm not I'm not the guy to run for the grind at all. I'm not the guy to run away from where we should and shouldn't be, you know what I'm mean? saying? Like I feel like we definitely have all of the elements to win the title, you know what I mean? And Chelsea really should be there or thereabouts. Whether we win it or not is another thing because it's dependent on how other teams do as well. But if we focus on ourselves and us on our manager and generally what I've seen he can do over the last five years, I feel that we should really be there. Um, If we don't win it, we definitely should be within touching distance of winning. You know what I'm trying to say? It shouldn't be a thing where we're 10 points behind the league leaders. For me, that would be a... a For me, there will be a failing there somewhere. You know, whether it's the manager, players there'll be a, a failing somehow, somewhere. Unless, say, for example, Manchester City, Man United go through an inc- incredible run where you have to hold your hands up and say, look, they've been per- near perfect. It is what it is. You have to hold your hands up. You know what I'm trying to say? But even then, you'd still think there's a sense of, oh, what if that something didn't quite go right there? You know what I'm trying to say? So I feel like, wait, we definitely should be there or thereabouts, man. Definitely. Um, It's um, obviously too cool for me. I I... Like you lot knowing it, this this is my dream manager. So he gives us every opportunity, every potential to win. And the way he speaks, the way he he talks about fighting, like and you, you see it in the, in his in his team. We are fighters. Our, our team, our players are fighters. You know what I mean? The, the performance against Liverpool, for me, showcases what we're really about under Tuchel. It showcases that there's a never say die kind of attitude a hunger, a desire to win, a will to not lose at the very least. So even if circumstances kind of go against you, the will to not lose is always there. The way Aspi spoke after the game against Liverpool was incredible because he said, look, our aim is to go out and win every game, every game. But if circumstances go against us, then we will we will definitely not lose the game. We'll definitely fight to not lose the game. That's fighting talk. And that's Aspi who's been captain for, what, three, four years now. And I don't think Aspie's really had that kind of... He never really said stuff like that before. Like, for me, I'm, I, don't I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Aspi's oh, right. said stuff like that before. You're right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. They're, they're, even, like, with the older players, two calls instilled a fire in them that they didn't really have before. Like, you look at Rudiger, you look at um, Aspie, for example, even Alonso. These guys have a, a, a newfound hunger and desire to win. And that's only going to rub off on the younger players. Obviously, they've had a the taste of it, Mason Mount. Of hudson um hacking um um Havertz, pulisic he's all young. obviously even trevor shaloba who's won his first cup um of the super cup under Tuchel. these guys the taste for success and the manager's relentlessness of not wanting to just stop there and just settle and rest on their laurels that's it and he especially Tuchel, is never running from the ground he's never running he's always saying look we're on it. We're gonna hunt people down. That's what we're on. You know what I'm trying to say? So I feel like we've got the tools, our manager's great. So we just have to wait and see, man. We'll have to wait and yeah. see.
0: And, and and also um and and touched on it last main pod. Um and he was talking about Tuchel and Pep, how um Tuchel probably has Pep's number mm. in terms of you know, the, the two domestic wins, the Champions League win. And it's like, and another thing Ant said as well, credit to him, is um, how we haven't won the league for like a few, since Conte now, it's been about five years, it'll be six years in 2022. So you know how every team kind of has their time. And I yeah. feel like it, it does, it would probably make sense for it to be about our time right now, the way things are going. Yeah. Um so yeah, it th- that 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 two cool Pep thing that's a big one. Don't underestimate that one because Pep's another thinker, and sure. the way two beat him three times that <laughs> that will be in his head. Come, I don't know when we're facing them in the league. I think it's pretty a soon. Weeks actually.
1: So, in a yeah, weeks. yeah,
0: yeah. End of September. Um, so things like that will be in his head. Um, and you know, if you can, if you can beat City. You could take three, three, four points of City um, and United each. You will be that. Could be the difference. You're there, season. bro.
1: You're there. You're yeah, there. you're there. You're yeah. Still. yeah. Like, obviously, where you've got, obviously, a lot of people used to say that Roman Lukaku is a flat track bully and he only scores against the middle teams. I don't care. Take it. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yep. And yep. then you play, against the, and you play yep. against the big, the big guys, and it's the marginal wins here and there. I'll take yep. that. You yep. take yep. that. That's what I'm saying. That's what gets you the title. That's what gets you the title. The, the killing off the smaller sides. In these tight, these tough away games, killing them off, that's where you win the title. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's all there. It's all there. The, the material, the, the you know, the, the workmanship, the, the the craftsmanship, it's all there. Everything is there for us to to go out and win it. And yeah, man, we'll see we are in May. I think we're gonna be fighting for this title, man. And it'd be a very a big disappointment if we don't still, if we don't, if we're not there or thereabouts. You feel me? So we're gonna move on to some listeners questions. I've got one for myself. Um, And that's one to to you, Babs. Um, Does Tuchel need to create an adequate minute or adequate minutes for Cho after blocking his loan move to Borussia Dortmund?
2: That's a very good question. That is a very good question. I feel like there's, there's two sides to this, you know, like, and I think one of them is one that hasn't really been discussed as much and the fact that you know, it did come quite late, you know, him wanting to go out alone, you know, he had the whole summer to decide this, you know, he didn't go to any international tournaments, you know, he's had the whole summer to obviously sit with his team and say, you know what, this is what we're going to achieve this season, this is something he's going to play, this is what we want to play, you know, going go in ahead into the World Cup next year. And I mean, on the other hand, you've got to say that, look, you know, Tuchel, you've said no, you're that, you know, you want him for the squad, but this guy is what your your third choice, you know, wing back, you know, he's your, your fifth choice attacker. So what? What really do you want him here for? Do you want to just here for moral support? Is he like the last, last, last resort? And for me personally, I, I, I'm a bit in between, you know, because I personally, you know, if it's up to me, I'd want to because we're making you know first, first choice decision for him, let, let him play left wing, let him play the starting eleven and get an actual consistent run of games because that's something we haven't actually seen him get to play, in a yeah. position. And I do think, you know, if you're the manager, you do owe it as much to your, your players to like try and get them in the best position to perform to the highest level possible. You know, we've seen it with him doing it for Werner last season. He allowed him to play in like inside left channel. You know, we saw him do it with him, Kai, where he took him out for a while, but he allowed him to play on, on the right side channel, you know, in, in, in between the um the defense. You know, we've seen it with, with him for um, for um Jorginho and Kante, you know, in this in this system where it allows them to play to their strengths and it allows them, Jorginho, to be covered by the three centre-backs. You know, we've seen him as well with Marcus Alonso. Alonso, of all people, yeah. you know, being able to play in his favourite position. Even Aspie, like, if you're, if you're going to do this for all the other players, you know, I, I, I think it's only fair that if you're going to not only stop the guy from going out alone, that it's only fair for you to actually, like, give him an actual clear and obvious plan into the starting eleven because...
1: And Personally. Even, even, I'm sorry to cut you off, bro. No worries, bro. even with that, yeah, Tuchel even admitted and acknowledged that, look, the guy in the game. position. So,
0: <laughs> to block... That annoys me the most, to be honest. So, exactly. You're like, yeah. saying all this and you're not doing nothing.
1: Exactly. Is- so, so to block him, you have to... There needs to be some sort of recompense there. There needs to be some sort of, all right, I'm blocking your move because I have... A plan I have plans for you. I have, have plans for you. I have mm. plans to use you. I've got plans to give you opportunities. And if the opportunity comes, you have to knock down that door and go through it. i to need yeah. be a genuine opportunity presented to him. If there's genuine opportunity to present it and he doesn't take it, then he has no real complaints. Yep. I mean, he will have grievances because he could have not really had to be, I guess, facing challenges of, oh, you're given an odd opportunity here and there. You have to take it. Mm-hmm. At Dortmund, he wouldn't have had that because at Dortmund, he had guarantees. Look, you're playing on the left. That's you. I'm trying to say so, but also it's up to Cho now because Cho really did say, Look, in in the summer, his plan was to I'm here to fight for my place, and it wasn't until quite late in the day where he thought he recognized, Look, I've not played any Premier League minutes, I'm only playing in the Super Cup. This is looking a bit sticky now, it's time to move. I feel like now, if Cho does get those opportunities and I mean genuine opportunities, he needs to make the most of it, he needs to make the most of it still. Um, because what he's turning 21 in November. Still, such a baby in terms of football and age, but it's time for him to really be kicking on and getting regular football. And if it's at Chelsea, if it's at somewhere else, he needs to get it done. Any sappish, you know what I'm saying? So, um, agreed. Yeah, um, next question,
2: actually, you know, before you move on to, I-, I want to ask you a question, Mead. So, and I've asked Dan this a couple of times in the, in the chat, but do you think Tukul rates Cho?
1: Yeah, that's the both think, of you to I, Do you feel, think he rates him? I think he rates him to a point. I feel like he rates him for... You know, I think I feel his ratings are kind of capped. I mean, I feel his ratings are, from what he sees on the, pit, the training pitch all the time, like, in terms of... <clears throat> in terms of Cho's application in training and how... like The way Tukul talks about him in training is nuts. You know what I mean? He talks about him like, this guy's crazy. But on the pitch, he isn't quite overruled by him. And I feel like... It's a bit of an oxymoron, really, because Tuchel's not really giving him ample opportunity to really showcase what he can do on the pitch. For you to be complaining about his lack of application on the pitch, does that make sense? So I think he rates mm. him, but I don't think he rates him enough to the point where he trusts him or what he does on the pitch, really, um, in comparison to others, which I find a bit odd. But that's his, you know, that's his prerogative. But I do think he rates him, but not to not to the same degree as he rates others, and that's it, really. Um, that, that's, that's really it. Fair enough. Um, enough. So we'll move on to the next question. I think this is a bit of a nasty one, but I have to ask it because it's, it's from... Oh, let me get his name up. Oh, This is a bit of a slimy one. It's from Callio Jack. Um, his question is, is Mount's lack of open play production and poor decision-making in the final third going to be our downfall in challenging for the title this season? I'm going to leave this one for Shem's. It's a bit sticky, this one. It's a bit nasty as well, but
0: it's very, very sticky. I can't lie. Um, in terms of it being a downfall for the season, I'm going to say no. Simply because I feel like we have, um, the quality to um make up for it. In terms of Mount, the thing about our team is that Mount is never the sole guy. Like, like, so, so, for example, in England, when he's playing that number ten role, there's a lot of responsibility on him. But if he plays, for example, if he plays um, at Chelsea, when he plays with like Mount and ZH or Mount and, and Kai or Mount and Joe, like there's there's always someone else along with the win back. So I feel like there is, um, whereas we're so sort of stacked in those areas, there's always someone else to kind of um, make up for it. Don't get me wrong. There'll be games whereby it might it will cost us. But I think over the course of a season, I don't think it's that treacherous for it to cost us.
1: Yeah. To
0: cost our, our, our goals. I think that would be a bit of an exaggeration. It's, it's but, a bit
1: of an overreaction. In terms yeah, of, yeah. And, and even with that, yeah, I feel like you can't necessarily blame Mount if he's playing all the time. And you evidently see that creativity may not be his absolute strong point, Um, you know, in terms of like finding his teammates in the final. But that might not be a strong point. If that is left, I guess, un. un checked by the manager then that's not really on Mount that's on management really
0: exactly so exactly and really that's my thing about it. the England thing as well you,
1: you can't really blame Mount you, can't. For that. you know yeah. what I'm saying Mount is what yes. he is you, you can't really blame Mount for that That's. A, I think that's a bit crazy Calico, Calico Jack I see where you're trying to go bro I see you trying to be slimy but we're not going to allow it on this podcast we have to be objective we have to be objective Um, next question actually we'll leave this one to last I think Babs there's another listeners question from the Discord
2: Ah, yes, you are right. You are right. And as per usual, guys, shout out to Discord. You know, it is a popping community. The the chat is always popping there. So if you're a Chelsea fan or if you're a fan of a a rival club, you know, head over down there, you know, you will be greeted by quite a nice amount of fans. So this question is from um, one of the most, one of the more popular members of Discord, TK. He wants to know, um, when do you guys give up on It's It's kind of something that we discussed earlier. And the second part, I think, is the one he wants us to answer. And in terms of why players... Um, where do you rank him amongst other prem wingers?
1: Ooh, that's a bit. Mistake. Ooh, um, in terms of okay, so we've already discussed what we do with Puyatich. I don't think I have any intention of selling him if I was like director of football or manager. Um, in terms of where I rank him, oh, that's quite tough because there's a lot of good prem wingers. You know, I think there's Greenwood, there's um, Sancho, uh, there's Rafinha.
2: Oh, Even dude. the Salah, the Mane, the Sterling, uh, Sons, yeah, exactly. Mares, yeah. Rashford, you know, Zaha, Torres. Man, it's
1: sticky. I don't know. I where I think I don't, he's better than Zaha. I don't, Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, about that.
2: I think so. I think oh I don't know. About I think it's better than is better than Zaha. You know
1: what? You know, what? You know, you know so. what you know what? This this current iteration of Zaha, yeah, I think he's better.
2: Okay, fair. I yeah. think he's Ben than Torres. I think British? he sits at that table. Wait, well, Torres, whoa. I don't know like that. Harvey Barnes, um, Yota. Yota. Nah, mm. Pudence. You know,
1: am right, I'm, I'm going to say he might be top 25.
0: How many wings are there in the Premier? <laughs> Top there's 25. A that's a lot. That's, that's low. There's, you lot man.
1: there's a we lot. You've got, you
0: got,
2: you got the Netos, the Trincals. Mm, you know the yeah. Jared Bowens. Is he? Is he? Fair, fair, line? man, fair, fair. fair. There's a lot, man. There's a lot of wingers. There's a, lot. There's a lot still. I, yeah,
1: there's a lot of wingers. A lot of wide players. Even
2: Saka. I forgot about Saka. Hey, that, that list is he, very long.
1: Got in a Saka.
2: Damari Gray, that's another uh, one. Hey.
1: Okay, no, 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 no. No, 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 I'm no. no, no okay. this, I'm just okay. hey, asking, hey, 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 stop being disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> not. <laughs> not. <laughs>
0: yeah, Damari game
1: Pulistics. Let's not, let's put nah, some nah, nah, yeah, that's play, yeah? Let's put some respect yeah. on Capo. Let's put some respect on Capo, yeah. Um, but Saka, that's a good argument. That's a good argument, I think. I I still think I'd, I'd say Pulisic is slightly better, I think. That's not that's, that's not a hard, that's not an easy one. I think mm. we'll do a poll for that one still. I think we'll do a poll for that. I think we'll do a poll. I think it should probably be better. I think. Oh, that's not. That's that not one cool. I on really
0: that one That's out. not easy, bro. <laughs> that's not
1: easy, though. That's not, that's not easy. Um but yeah, we've got one more question. I think this is from Alexis. Shout out to a friend of the pod, obviously, Alexis Kaf- Kafkas. Great guy. Follow him on Twitter. Great. Always alternative. He's not afraid to speak his mind. So definitely give him a follow on Twitter and on his YouTube. Um, so his question is, in an, alternate, in an alternate universe where Chelsea back, actually backed Conte, even though I think we did back him, but hey, and we actually signed Alexis Sandro, Vidal and Lukaku, how many league titles would Chelsea have won and how long would he have lasted?
0: We the same one uh, to, to be honest, to be honest, I think City was so out of this yeah. world. The following two seasons, I don't think we'd have gotten near them. I agreed. We I definitely probably would have got into I, the Champions League because I mean, sorry, sorry, meads I, I think I think we definitely would have still made the Champions League because um Conte is just that good of a manager. In terms of maximizing players. Mm.
1: Um,
0: whereas we fell out the season last we won the league, but City were astronomically better than everyone else. So I don't think we would have probably won another league title for the next couple seasons.
1: You think so? I thought I feel like we, what what? I think we got 90 points under Conte.
0: 93.
1: 93 points. Bro. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, innit? And I think and Conte's teams generally improve year on year. So I feel like maybe Conte, especially if you've got Lukaku as well, replacing replacing um replacing Costa. Oh man, I, I think I think we might scrape another league title.
0: I think, but also you've got to look at the season we won the league on the Conte.
1: Yeah.
0: United were a mess. City were tra- like, you know, transitioning-ish. Yeah.
1: Um
0: I th- and I think the only real team that could chat to us was Spurs. Yeah,
1: and then, the original. following season,
0: within the space of one season, that all flips. Like City and United improved drastically in terms of getting getting to us. Yeah. So, yeah, I do hear it. I hear it. But wait, well, yeah, I think I, sense- I
1: think I think we scrape one more title. I think we scrape one league title. I I do think we scrape one more. I think, Maybe. More Actually, yeah. I, I think I think, I think, I think the the league title where Liverpool won the league, I think Conte wins that league.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah. I think Conte
1: That's wins fair. that league. I think Conte scrapes that league. Do you win the Champions League though? Nah, 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 no, we don't. No, nah, no, nah, nah. I don't think we win the Champions League, so it's not worth it. It's not worth it, and you also get the bad taste in players. Nah, it's not worth. it But the, but the thing
2: is, I'm, I'm just thinking like you got to remember that like, the, the place of so the players you've listed. said so Lukaku, fair enough, but Alexis, remember this was a washed Alexis Sanchez. Mm. this is a wash and this is Alexandria that guys were gassing I, I, I don't know about you guys but I, I did not watch the brother I don't
0: know how good he Van was Dijk. Or... Van Dijk you want Van Dijk
1: as well, anyway. you Dijk. got to remember Van Dijk didn't want him no no no, <laughs> like... no, no 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 no, no, wait wait Van Dijk didn't want Chelsea because of the instability of management he felt and apparently there was rumours that Conte was getting sacked that's why he didn't want to come to Chelsea that's why he didn't want to come to Chelsea he turned down Chelsea because he felt thought that Conte was getting sacked that's why, and that was in January. So remember, our Conte was pissed from August all the way through half of the season. Pissed, he did, he was so livid. And then, yeah, Van Dyke. We'll link with Van Dyke. Um, and yeah, he weren't interested because um, he felt that Klopp was there for the long haul. Conte wasn't at Chelsea. So you know, those are small margins. If you back him, if you back Conte at that point, and you sign, obviously you sign, um, sign Lukaku. He then signed uh, Alexandra instead of Emerson. He signed um, Lukaku instead of Morata. He signed Vidal instead of Bakayoko and that. Yeah. Would Conte have been happier? Yes. Would he have probably been staying on longer? Yes. Would Van Dijk probably signed? Maybe. You know what I'm trying to say? So those things tick the balance. And um, yeah, boy, the rest is history. He picked Liverpool and, you know, that's the reason why Liverpool transcended and went on to a, a new level. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's a bit of a mad one i think that's a good question alexis i, I don't know i i i say one babs and shams have said no titles and no champions leagues so make of that what you will but we'll do a poll for that as well on the discord and in or on twitter but yeah man i think that's that's all i've got left for it boys um appreciate you coming on um also quickly preview for the for the weekend um We've got, I guess, a full selection of people to pick from. Obviously, mm-hmm. N'Golo, is probably still out. Um, Pulisic is probably going to be out. And Lukaku's uh, contentious, but I think he starts. What would your team be for the weekend? And what would your score predictions be? Share me. Uh, my
0: team. What would my team be? Uh, Mendy. Mendy and goal. Um, I'd I'd be tempted to give Maturel um, a start. Because he hasn't had any minutes. Um I'd have um, Rudiger, Christensen Aspi at the back. Um I would have Callum at right wing back. Uh midfield would be Jorginho Kovacic, um, because obviously Kansas is a doubt. Um and I would rest mount because he's played uh, he's played, I think he played every minute of both games for England, or the majority That's of them. You
1: rested Actually no, he did play three and three. Yeah, he did.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I would give him a rest and I'd play Ziyech because obviously Ziyech was unlucky to get injured, um, and he had a very good preseason. Ziyech um, alongside Havertz and Lukaku, my score prediction is a three 0 win.
1: James, okay, what are you saying?
2: Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit. I'm, I'm thinking I'm pr- probably going to the same lineup as as Shem's. Ideally, I'd I'd want to see Chouin attack, but we, we know that's not going to happen, so. With um Reese being um suspended, I don't see um Tuchel in um Trevor, so it probably wouldn't mean that um as people play right the back and um Troy play right wing back. If I mean if Troy doesn't play, then there'll be serious panic stations because that that's when it's like okay, so what's actually going <laughs> on now? In, in terms of predictions, oh, I, I I I really really think there's no excuse not but to batter them. You know that Emmy Martinez is out. You know due to the um. Ongoing COVID situation. Um, is also out, and not even just that, but Aston Villa—they haven't exactly had the best of starts this season. You know, they lost to Watford. Yeah, I mean, they—they they did win their game um, against. Was it? Oh, I, forgot, I forgot who it was, but it was a Carabao Cup game. But they haven't exactly had the best of starts this season. You know, so I do really think we should be putting a nail in, in the coffin there in terms of like getting that goal difference and really like making sure we start the season on a high. So for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Shams to go for three nil win.
1: All uh, right, fair enough. I'd probably go with my team. um, would be Mendy in goal. I'd definitely give Chilwell a start because he needs to get some minutes in those legs. Um, yeah, obviously, he didn't, he didn't get picked for international duty as well, which is a bit worrying for him personally. Um, but because he didn't play in the World Cup, either. I mean, he didn't play in the Euros either. So his, his spot in the World Cup is looking a bit sticky. And with the resurgence of Luke Shaw, it's a bit of a mess for him in England, but I'd definitely play him against Villa. Um, I'm probably, yeah, obviously Rudiger, Christensen. I'm actually going to go for Trevor Shaloba at right right centre-back. And I'm going to have Azpilicueta at right Um, wing-back. No particular reason. It's just that I don't know if, if all this talk about Callum wanting to be on the left side and... Tuchel's still playing at wing-back. I don't know if that's really going to be working out. So I feel like maybe, potentially, Trevor comes back in because, again, he really did nothing wrong to get dropped anyway from the squad. So him coming back in whilst Thiago um, is... I don't know if Tiago's Yeah, he's banned, is it? Thiago Silva's banned. Obviously, Reese James is banned as well. So, yeah, they're not going to play. I think my midfield will probably be covered Chichu and Jorginho. Uh, maybe he might give Saul a cheeky start, maybe... Because Jorginho played all of the games for Italy um, and played against again last night. Um, wire players, I'd probably go with Hakim Ziyech, Kai Havertz, because Havertz was rested yesterday, came on for the heart in the second half. And Lukaku, go with it, man. And if Lukaku's not fit, um, then Havertz, Ziyech and Mount, that's what i will probably go with. Yeah, that, that's the team. And I, my prediction will be 2-0 Chelsea being a bit more conservative. Oh, actually, no. Lukaku's there. If Lukaku's there, 4-0 Chelsea. If Lukaku ain't there, 2-0 Chelsea. Boom. That's my team. But, um, yeah, appreciate you boys for coming on and joining me, man. Appreciate that. Um, Always fun. Yeah, I'll, I'll catch you guys next week. And, yeah, make sure you like, subscribe, leave us a review on on, on, on iTunes and join the Discord, man. Join the community. And, yeah, man, yeah, what's up? Peace, everyone. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.